good to see you. <laughs> we couldn't have him around yesterday because he was an on, on apostolic assignment. They're not to have an apostle back. Thank you, sir, for the privilege, sir. Anyway, everybody watching wherever you might be connected from, from Africa, from Europe, from United States, you know, I, I just want to know, I want you to let, I want to let you know that you are in a crucial season. When a crucial season and God meets his boys and girls, and he needs them focused, he does not need them distracted. And my job is that, is like that of a coach that just want to make sure his players are their best because there is an important match ahead of them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have too much time. We don't have so much time. Things are being, you know, winding up. Time is winding up. Eternity is beckoning. And there's still a world mm -hmm. out there that must be won. And they, there's a whole lot of people that might not be able to make them make their way into the four walls of, their, of our church buildings. But I see God deploying a generation out there to the different mountains, to the different spaces. And I see people that will literally carry, you know, anointings that will be comparable with the fivefold anointing to this battleground. Mm. Mm. God told me, he said, it's going to be church unusual. We have entered into a new phase and we need to be strategic in our operations. There are going to be operations that God on purpose will turn down and there are going to be new things emerging in the body of Christ. And that's why one of the most important things is flexibility. Lord told me, say, if you are not flexible enough, if you are stuck to a tradition, you will miss out on God's best. Because I see God bringing people to prominence, people that were not known, people that were not heard of before. Mm. But don't say the Lord, they have been prepared for the battleground for 20 times. And I told God a few months ago, he said, I, I just want to be available for you. I don't have to be the star. I don't have to be the Esther in the palace. I'm okay to be the Mordecai. For as long as that is my assignment. The days of superstars are gone. God is just looking for mm. people that will be humble enough to run any kind of errand as mm. strong. And I had a lot of saying, for those that are just bent on doing their own thing, I will shut down their operations. Mm. Because I mm. people that will be aligned, people that will be sensitive people that will be more concerned about my agenda more than their own little agenda. But don't say the Lord, your little agenda is so tiny compared to my big plan. Drop your ideas around with my big plan. Run into the fullness of what I have for you and you will see greatness unleashed as you run Hallelujah. with my purpose for your life. Send another boost. And I believe everything I've done this week is to prepare us for this moment. We're talking about takeover mm. generation. But before we can have a takeover generation, we must have a people established in purpose. Because That's before right. we can have a takeover generation, we must have a people that master their money. People that are not mastered by money, rather. They mm. mm. would have come to understand the purpose of money. That money is not what you just use to you know, take care of you, but rather money is what you use for the kingdom expansion that they are primarily stewards of God's resources that this money are literally God's you know God's money and 
It's just a privilege for you to have them in your hands. But as a good steward, you must ensure the money gets to where it ought to get to. And I had the Lord saying, for as many as will not get the money to where I intend that the money will get to, he said, I will take what is in their hands, just like that parables. I mean, clearly said, you know, yeah. the one that will not do what is intended of it. The little he had was taken away from him. He said, for many, he said, what they had will be taken away from them because they have abused the resources put in their hands. So we must get our money, we must, we must master money. Then from, from, from there, we move to, uh, please help me out, on day three. We moved to spiritual intelligence. Yes, spiritual intelligence, yes. which is so important. Now, you can't afford to be carnally minded. You must be informed. You can't afford to be a spiritual novice. You must understand the ways of the spirit. You must understand the laws of the spirit. You must understand how things are done from the realm of the spirit, rather functioning from the mind. In as much as our mind has a role to play, we are falsely a spirit. So the place of spiritual intelligence is key, is vital and crucial. Then from there, we move to the spirit of excellence. God needs ambassadors that will represent him well. People that understand how God does what he does. The spirit of excellence. Understanding that God expects us to stand out. In other words, we can't do things from now. We can't be mediocre. We can't we can settle for the norm. We can't do average. We can't do common. We can't do usual. We have to do the unusual, the uncommon, the, the, the best. Because mm. he's the God of the best. And he wants people that will represent him to represent him the best way. So it has to be by the spirit of excellence. And on the fifth day, on the fifth day, we move to the spirit of faith, which is so key. Because we live by faith. We're in a dispensation of God's grace. For God's grace must be received by faith. So we need to know how faith works. The place of not just believing, but speaking appropriately. Learning what it means to renew our mind to the point that we get mm. to that place of abundance. And out of the abundance of our heart, we begin to speak forth. And our speaking forth, we produce just like God produced in Genesis chapter 1. God is looking for a generation that will fill the heart with new things as they call it forth. They will call the things that be not as though they were, and they reappear by the operation of the spirit of faith. We have in the same spirit of faith as it is written. We have believed, therefore, we have also spoken. And yesterday, the sixth day, oh, glory to God. The sixth Hallelujah. day, we, we moved to in growing in grace, growing in grace. Yes, now, I love that phrase, abundance of grace. If there's abundance of grace, that means there's room for growth in grace. Mm -hmm. Mm. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, Paul talked about, he, he, he admonished the church, he said they should grow in yeah. grace. And we looked at yes, some, some aspects of, of grace, like the, something that is always in company with grace, and that's the word peace. And that's why you see almost every New Testament epistle was started with grace and peace. So, yes. okay, peace, there's peace. Oh, really? Hallelujah. We are in a dispensation of grace where under the grace of God you will also know that there is peace. And that peace is primarily from that place of there is a flow between you and God. God is not mad at you. He has left the, the courtroom. Now he's in the family room. 
He wants to deal with you as a father. He's at peace with you. He's no longer mad. You don't relate with God like in the in the consciousness of your sin. Rather, you relate with God in the consciousness of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. Mm. Your perfect is not yet there. The sacrifice was perfect, and in the sacrifice of Jesus, we are forgiven. Met to so you don't deal with God because until you understand that God is at peace with you, you will not be able to make the most of the season, and that takes us to the seventh day. This day, on the day of perfection, we're looking at the subject of takeover generation, a people that will take over for God. God is preparing a generation for himself, a generation like David, that when they find themselves in the battlefront, although they were not enlisted in the army, although they were, it was not planned that they would be part of the fight. But as far as God is concerned, it has always been the plan because God has been preparing them. I mean, when nobody knew, you know, when they were in solitary place, when they, 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 when they were in the, in the, in the, in the, in the on the field by themselves, they, they are fought the bear, they are they are fought the lion. Nobody knows mm. about it, but God has been using that to prepare them because God knows the time is coming, they will need to defeat Nikolaya, a generation that people know little about, and all of a sudden they will imagine of a takeover mm. generation. But what you need to know about that generation is that it's a generation that is well prepared. Now, David showing up in the battlefront, it was not just luck. David was ready. He has been trained and prepared by the Lord. Yes. It was just that they did not know it. Because if they had known the like the kind of preparation that David had gotten, they would have been the first person to be picked for that army. That's right. But they did not know. The generation being prepared behind the sun. Hallelujah. They are not out there, but they are going through their preparation. And the Lord told me that at the time there will be a revealing and unveiling. Of that generation, the people that will come into limelight by divine arrangement, by divine programming, is that I will give them their opportunity, just like David had his opportunity. He was only supposed to bring food to his brothers, but that was his opportunity. I want to pray for somebody that when your opportunity shows up, you will not miss out. Amen. What you will do. Then we go to that battlefront and you just say, This is it. This is yes, it. Look at Who is this uncircumcised? There was a standing up inside of him by the spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He just felt that this ridicule is not, it's not okay for the people of God. He said, Who is this circumcised Philistine? The uncircumcised Philistine that, that will defile the army of the Lord. He was a man that mm-hmm. was so full of, 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 of he was so full of God. So it was not just who was not just saying, who is this army? Who is this man messing up with the army of Israel? But he said, no, it's God. This is about mm. God. This disrespect is to God. And I'm going to take up the challenge. Mm. I'm going to take up the challenge. People are raising folks like that in politics, in government, in policy making, in, in different mountains, in entertainment industry. There's a, there's a people being prepared for the Lord. And I heard the Lord say, these people will not be shy. They will be bold. They will be ready. We have the help of God to deliver. Be not afraid. Mm. Be not intimidated. Because God is saying, I've set the, the stage for you. This is your time for expression. He's being raised for such a time as this. They have been prepared. 
So there is a preparation. Takeover generation, they're not just going to appear by law. They're going to be appearing and mm. be manifesting because they have been prepared. There's no such thing as a manifestation without preparation. They are well prepared. Yeah. And they're not just a bunch yeah. of movies just because David could not use the bow and the arrow of a of a, of a of a of a typical warrior does not mean he was not prepared. That's right. He mm. was prepared in the best way, God's way. They will not use traditional methods to win. Hey, praise God. So yes. remove this armor. He gave it to David, but God, God said, no, no, no. You don't need that. This just gonna wait mm. out, young man. I have an unconventional method to be deployed through this army. Said the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you are part of the army, and you should be, don't get mixed up with the old methods. Mm. God wants to deploy grace more than natural strength. He just mm. needs somebody that will cooperate with him and partner with him in the deployment of grace. He wants yes. it done in such a way that he will get the glory, not you getting yes. the credit. Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, What's sir. Right? Take over generation. Right. Wow. Okay, let me share a few things with you. Talking about takeover generation, all I said until now was by the way of introduction. Yeah. Okay. It has always been God's plan and intent for man to dominate his environment. Man is the crown of the creativity of God with a responsibility to rule over all. Genesis 1.26 And God said, let us make man. So, in our own image and after likeness and let him have dominion so the plan and purpose of god is that man will run the planet mm. man will be in charge not just any kind of man is man the main is image and likeness uh, you, 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 i mean if you're a bible student you will realize that the original man became twisted and died so jesus was sent to start to start a new race of men and what God intended through man in Genesis chapter 126 is now being accomplished through this new race. Mm. He's saying there is a new race that we have dominion on that. They are the God kind of men because they are in the image and likeness of God. Mm. A fourth man is not in the image and likeness of God. So he can't fulfill Genesis chapter 126. It takes a man who has the life of God to deliver as God intends. Where the dominion yes. is concerned. Mm. So, let him have dominion applies to new creation more than any kind of man, the God kind of man, with God's image and likeness, is the one with the capacity to dominate. Hallelujah. They are called to take over. It's in you mm. to respond to your calling. Psalm 115, verse 16 says, The heavens, even the heavens. I mean, it's God's but at as He given to the children. This is your domain. This is your territory. So take your space. Dominate your space. You are not just in that space just to fill up the number. No. You are there to rule and reign. That's the mandate of God over you. Then the next thing I want to share with you is this. Irrespective of your background or environment, God's presence in your life is all that it takes to prosper and dominate. Mm. God is saying, I'm about, I'm, I'm in the business of raising men of no status and no stature. Mm -hmm. 
and grace specializes. I I I I treated this a little bit yesterday. Grace 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 takes to people that are weak, that people that are base, people that have nothing to offer, so to say, because God knows if He helps such people, they will not share the glory with Him. Yes. Because they are aware of their emptiness, and now they can be filled up. And anything they deliver as a result of God filling them up, they will know it was God that filled them up that is responsible for the result. Mm. So, mm. God says, don't allow your background, your status, or you know your your past history to 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 to, to mess up your mind in such a way that you will not be able to embrace the assignment that God has for you. The assignment mm. is to take over. So, irrespective of your state or your status. Is your turn to what? Take over. There is no situation that is beyond your control for as long as you have God's nature. Hey! Hallelujah. So, and the presence of God we make up whatever might be lacking in your background, in your status, and your stature. Genesis 26, chapter 2. I mean, Genesis chapter 26, verse 2. God told Isaac, stay in the land. He was a foreigner in the land, and there were, the environment around him was not conducive. But God says, okay. I'm with you. I have a covenant mm. with you. And by mm. the way, you are my man. Mm. You will take, he took over the land where he was a foreigner. He said, you don't need to move to Egypt. You know, I know there are some nations of the world that are going through some seasons of distress. Don't move out if God has not given you a word. Because sure. you might be moving out of, out of the space God has called you to dominate. But if mm -hmm. God is saying, I'm sending you somewhere else, please, be the first one to move. And please, stop using your children as your excuse. <laughs> I want to give my children better opportunity. God that made mm -hmm. the citizen of that nation, that place in that nation, do not make a mistake. Yes. Now, if, yes, you, if you try to use your senses to decode God's plan, you will get things messed up. You become smart for God and you can miss out on God's plan. But at the same time, there are people that God is dispersing to different nations. Understand your calling, your placement. You might be the Isaac in a strange land. If God says stay there, you better stay there. You will prosper. What about Joseph? Joseph found himself in Egypt, but that was his destiny. In Potiphar's house, he was the overseer. In the prison, he was the overseer, and eventually he became the overseer in the palace. He was not an Egyptian, and yet all the lots of Egypt were placed under him. Everything mm -hmm. but the throne of Pharaoh was handed over to Joseph. He was in the, I mean, he was not in his father's house, he was not in his country, but because God sent him there, there was a word that pushed him into those into that space. And because he had a word for the space he was in, he dominated. Yes. So there's no factor that can dismiss your capacity for dominion. For as long as God has put you in that space, you have what it takes. Your stature, your status, your background, none of those factors are big enough or is big enough to stop the purpose of God while you're taking over this constant. Let me move to the third one. Your capacity to shine and reign is tied to your enlightenment from God's word. We're talking about, you know, taking over by the help of God. 
Isaiah chapter 16, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Until your light comes, you cannot shine. And the Bible says, The entrance of his word gives light. The light with which you shine can only be supplied through God and his word. So there is a word that brings your light. So this is a season of revelation. They take over generation, we take over people by the reason of their light, which is a function mm. of their work. Mm. There is a word that brings your light, and when that light comes, you end up shining. God's word illuminates the dark words to give us a supernatural age. John chapter 1, verse 5 says, In him was light, and this light was the life of men. This in him was life, and this life was the light of men. This light shines, and darkness cannot comprehend. Your capacity to shine and dominate is tied to a word from the Lord. Yes, sir. Logos, you will have to run with it because without those two, you know, strategic words, the written word and the spoken word, specifically for you, you will not be able to take over as you ought to. So we are taking over with the word because it's the word that supplies the light with which you shine. The fourth thing I want to share with you is about your partnership with God because it takes a man that has partnership with God to take over. David was not your regular teenager. He was a teenager that was so sucked in into his communion and fellowship with God. Look at all the Psalms he, he wrote. He was a man of deep communion who had partnership, communion with the Holy Spirit. Your takeover is going to be a function or should I say as a result of that partnership. Before you can bring down the giants, you must have an active partnership. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, he says that is joined with the Lord, is one spirit. I've come to realize that it takes people that have beyond union, but in addition, a communion. Mm. You know, we talk about oh, I mean, I'm one with Christ, but it takes a communion to take advantage of your union. If mm. you are not in active communion, if your partnership with God is not active, you will not be able to take down the Goliath. Look at how David spoke with audacity in First Samuel chapter 17. I mean, it takes the spirit of faith to speak like that. It takes someone who was in mm. active fellowship. The people that will rule and reign and dominate everywhere in this season are people with such level of communion. They know God. Their relationship with God is deep, is real. And they speak out of the place of communion. Mm. They have been to the sacred place. They live in the sacred place. And they speak with audacity mm. because they know they have partnership with the biggest thing on, on the, in the universe. If God is for you, if God is in your team, how can you lose? David had such going with it for him. And that's why he was able to confront Goliath when every trained, I mean, man, as far as fighting war was concerned, was running away. David was running towards it. He chased down Goliath because of communion. There's a confidence that comes in the place of communion. Your sense of covenant with God is what impacts the confidence that inspires victory. I repeat, your sense of covenant, David had it. He had it. I'm in partnership. I have a covenant. 
and that inspired his confidence, which battered or inspires victory. Ephesians 2, verse 12, 13 talks about, you know, we that were nobody, without God, without hope in this world, we are being drawn nigh by the blood of Christ and we become family. We are now in covenant. We are now in league with God. We roll with God. We run with God. We dine with God. We move in God. We actually carry God. It takes a consciousness of such to be able to take down the giant. Then the next thing I want to share with you is the fact that favor will put you in spaces that no human strength or skill can achieve. Thank God for great skills. Thank God for human ability and capacity. But none of these factors compare with favor. Because favor will put you in spaces that none of these natural factors can get you in. If you ask Esther, how did you make it to the palace? And if she will clearly tell you, favor got me there. It was favor that shut the eyes and shut the senses of all the people that should have noticed that Esther was not even one of them. Esther, that was a foreigner, became their queen. Who does that? Who makes, who, 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 who contests for the office of a queen without being in the, I mean, without being part of a land? But that was what happened. In, this, in, the, in the case of Esther, Esther, you no, know, add something going for him, going for her rather. It was favor, and favor put her in space that education, that background, that citizenship in the natural could not place her. So favor will put. Can, can I prophesy with somebody right now? I see favor putting you in some interesting spaces in this half of twenty twenty. In 21. In fact, for somebody before this quarter is over, I see you literally finding yourself in a position that will not make sense as far as your education Amen. and background is concerned. But favor will place Amen. you there. I see a generation elevated, promoted, and placed by favor. Amen. Amen. Verse 3 says they did not gain the possession of the land by their own, by their sword, neither did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your hand, and the light of your covenant. Why? Because you favor them. Favor will bring you possession. Favor will place you in high places. Favor will connect you to relevant people. Favor will position you to take over. Then the next thing I'm sharing with you is, uh, is the fact that God has given you, as a child of God, as his child, the power of atoning to enforce his will on earth. You know, sometimes we pray, Lord, come down. It does not need to come down because you are here. Why mm. do you, you sons of God, if you cannot represent God? When mm. I'm speaking right now, I see a generation rising with the understanding of Amen. the power of atoning they've been given to act on behalf of God. Amen. Mm. They, you know, a takeover generation is a generation that knows God has given them the power of atoning to represent him. Hallelujah. When you have the power of atoning, you can show up in a meeting like you are the person who was supposed to be in that meeting. And nobody will question your right to be in that meeting because you've been yeah. given the power of atoning. Jesus in Matthew 28, 18 declared, he said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Mm. Guess who he handed over that power to? You and I. Praise God. Yes. have given us the power of atonement to represent God here on earth. Mm -hmm. God does not need to come because I'm here. 
Yes, yes. And I, and I have a power of attorney to represent him. And when I stand to declare as God, it's like God is there. Mm. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 says, Whatever you bind in heaven shall be bound on, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You are that powerful. Yes, that, you know, which as one with power of attorney, once you say it, heaven signs it. Mm. You are that loaded, you are that authorized that your words have become the expressions of heaven. So God is counting on you to impose his will on that. He said, you mm. bind there, God gets bound in heaven. You lose there, it gets loose in heaven. You are that powerful. That's what it means to have the power of attorney. So what happens around you is a function of what you permit. You are that powerful. Yeah. So there are things you're permitting until now that you need to stand up and say no more. I have the power of attorney. I'm not going to allow it. Yes, and once yes. once you disallow it here, it will be disallowed, disallowed there. You are that powerful. So yes. I move to the next one. Kind of quick today, right? Yes, sir. Or do you should should you, let me allow you to talk before I just have to make one. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the flow. I, I didn't even notice that maybe you are going fast or slow. Um, but I mean, just to corroborate a few things you've spoken about. First one is you spoke about the fact that any person who's going to take over must have a word from God. And I'm reminded of Isaiah 9 and 8. The Bible says that God sent a word into Jacob and it lighted upon Israel. Israel was the one that was able to fulfill the will and the counsel of God. But there will be no Israel without Jacob receiving a word. Mm. And so that there are people that in this season will receive a word from God that will literally transfigure them into what it is that God has ordained for them to be. We spoke about that. I love the union and communion part. That was beautiful for me. And one other thing that I also yeah. forgot, I wrote it down. I said that favor is therefore a positioning agent that comes with enjoyment. Because when people think favor... They think enjoyment, but the favor position Esther. Favor actually positions for the purpose of God. And there's usually enjoyment that is there. But so that people do, because we have almost commercialized favor in the sense that all we think about favor is what we will get out of it. And almost Esther almost got to the point where she was like, wow, I'm enjoying. Oh, the same the is at the gates is crying. Send him clothes. And he said, no, it's not a matter of enjoyment. There is an assignment. Praise God. So that mm. we are getting into favor, we should also know we are getting into position at the same time. Wow, it's been amazing, sir. Pastor Yes, sir. I think for me, it's so powerful and I just enjoyed the flow. And one of the things I just want to highlight, sir, that you said was your sense of covenant inspires confidence that bets victory. That, that That's mm. so dynamic and so powerful. And it just reminds me of, of David in the Bible. David and Goliath's conversation, that split conversation that David and Goliath had, that exchange, clearly shows that David had a great understanding of his covenant. When he looked at Goliath, he said, Who are thou circumcised Philistine? Who has come against the children of the Lord's army? And he was from a standpoint of covenant. He said to so he said, I fought the bear, I fought the lion. This guy is but nothing. In fact, the Bible says that when Goliath came towards David, David took a step closer towards him. And that was not just 
something that was um, rehearsed, as it were. Yes. It was yes. part of a mindset of covenant that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above all that I can ask or think. And so that is so powerful that when we get deeper, just like what you were saying, that in the word of God, in the combination of the logos and the rema, it gets supernatural confidence in us that God is able to do what he has said to in our life, which would ultimately best the purpose of God in our life and our generation. And that's very powerful, sir. Thank you. Then the next one is in the DNA of believers in Christ to excel everywhere and in all situations. I love that. As simple as it, it sounds, you know it's loaded. It's in your DNA to excel everywhere and in all situations. First John chapter 5, verse 4, which was one of the first scriptures that I got a revelation of when God called me to ministry over 30 years ago. Behold, I am the... I mean, uh, whatever is born of God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's another scripture. Oh, Behold, yes, sir. John 5, verse 4, whatever is born of God, overcome the world. To be born of God is to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Mm. believer as it means is a DNA constitution. Mm. You excel everywhere. You win in all things. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't shy away from victory. Just because it looks rough or the battle feels fair. I mean, it seems fierce. You win. So for you, really exercise your capacity to take over. You must know that it's in you to win. Mm. So the end result Mm. is victory. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says. He said, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Yes. We have a lifestyle of winning. He causes mm. us to mm. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, he, he, he said he has given us victory through Christ Jesus. And now he causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. We win. We are born of God. Praise God. We are called to take over. We are called to Hallelujah. win. We are wired for victory. So, mm. called to dominate that internet space, that technology space, that media space, that media space, that media space, that work of time, that My professor, told me, yes, sir. time coming in that nation. That you would be a major force. And people say that project, that campaign, yeah, yeah, yeah. You better give it to them because creativity that they also produce is not common. He said there will be creativity that you will be known for everywhere in the world. And on common creativity, you will create Amen. by God. That will be stamped and sealed all over your work. Hey! Amen. People will see the excellence and mm. the unusual that comes with your work. And it will be future of excellence. Amen. You share. Now, Finding expression through the works of your hand. People that we don't need. Pastor Jimmy, we will see believers like like never before dominate everywhere. Amen. 
which will show mm. yes, they, they will dominate, dominate as soccer players, they will dominate as yes. basketball players, they will dominate yes. in every field as politicians. Politicians with a line. Mm. Mm. There is a, a, a wave coming, a wave of dominance through the spirit of God with the nature of God. Mm. These, these people that we dominate, they can be, they can afford to be noticed. They must know their stuff. They must acknowledge yes, all the good things which are in them by Christ Jesus. Mm. They must Philemon one six every day. Yes, sir. There's a knowing of who you are, of what you have, of what you carry. Yes, sir. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. The last but not least, I will release people early today. I will keep to my 90 minutes so that mm -hmm. you can go do your Sunday service without having yes, to sir. work in the morning. But it's been a beautiful, <laughs> it's been a beautiful week. Yes, sir. The last, yes, sir. Like, how many things have I shared today? Is it like seven, eight, or about? One, two, three, four, five, six. I have about six, or six or seven, yeah. Seven. I have seven. <laughs> Yes, yeah, this should be the eighth one. He said, We combine both the office of a priest to connect mm. with God and that of a king to rule over the world as New Testament saints. I see a generation rising up with the consciousness of their priesthood and their kingship. Mm. As priests, then communion with their father, and they take the strength that is deposited through communion. They take it into their world as kings. Mm. The people that will take over as believers in this generation are not going to be carnally minded saints. Yes, sir. But they're going to be saints that have deep communion that understand their fellowship, the covenant relationship, committed to it, people that are serving in the local assembly. Mm. Not people mm. that money, they are serving in the local assembly. They are yes, priests, but they are also kings. You will see them on Sunday, they will be like any other believer, committed to their father's, you know, assignment. Mm. You will see them on Monday, and they are the bosses. They are the one calling. Yes, they are the one, you know, having meetings over multi-billion-dollar contracts. Praise God. Amen. Making decisions that will shape yes. the destiny of nations and generations. But they are first mm. people, then they can serve as kings. Praise God. Let me give you two scriptures. I'll be done. First Peter, chapter two, verse nine. He said, "But you are a royal." You are a royal generation. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Look at it. Yes. You are royal. You are holy, but you are still priest. Yes, sir. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you might proclaim the priests of who has called you out of darkness. So there is a calling. He called you out, called out people. He's been you have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you have been picked to represent him. A chosen generation, picked by God. 
to display the majesty of their father. So you see royalty in them, and you will see depth of fellowship in them. Revelation chapter 1, verse mm. 6. What in that? Praise God. Revelation 1, 6. They say, and he has made us kings and priests. To his father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. He has made Amen. Pastor Shola, what do you have to say to all this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I, I just want to say that what has happened in the past seven days cannot be over tonight. Um, it cannot be over tonight. I believe that everyone needs to go back and listen again um, all that was said because I believe that what actually happened was like a build up from day one to day seven. It was like a curriculum, just like what Peter was saying earlier, sir. Like a curriculum for the second half is like Lord spoke to you to give us like an handout that we are going to all use for the second half of the year, one after the other, from growing in grace to spiritual intelligence and to the spirit of um, to excellence to the spirit of faith and now the takeover to everything you know everything thing. I think we need to go back to that because there's so many things that you said that cannot be wrapped up just by listening to it once. It's absolutely impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about even tonight. Um, I mean, one of the things you said is, it's in the DNA of believers to excel everywhere. It's it's very, um, what's the word you even used? It's very um, loving to know that it's my DNA to just exhibit the excellence of God that you are not trying to be an excellent person. You are actually, as long as you're in Christ, you are excellent and you can just flow that life of God in you to every single thing that you're doing. Because the life of God in us is actually an excellent life. And it's not a lower life of Christ. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from there. The same life that Jesus has, as Jesus had it, that same life, that Zoe of God, is that same spirit. And we can just overflow it in our workplace, in our business, in our career, in our academics. It just flows out of us in every single thing that we do. I just want to say thank you, sir. That, that's all I want to say tonight, sir. Thank you, sir. Wow. wow. I mean, I think it's been really amazing. I'm excited. The, the half year has started already. We're already on day three, you know, but we're not under pressure. We're under grace. Amen. So it's just to, 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 to flow with what the Lord is laying in your heart god will speak to us corporately god will speak to us individually the key is that we should be led like pastor shala said earlier about obedience to god like you've taught us also to be grounded to be to have the word of christ dwell in us richly and from there the leading of the spirit you know flowing and growing in grace everything put together so i believe that you know i mean if i was uh, um, a resident pastor of a church i would create some sort of curriculum around this to ensure I know Satan. Okay, I think his internet is freezing. 